Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Barkeep? I'm Luke. And I'm Rose. And Dane is not with us today because, well, let's just put it this way. Everybody, wear your masks, get the vaccine. Or if you can't, just wear your mask. Stay safe, everybody. Speaking of dour tone, we're not going to be adding much levity to this episode. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten to this topic before. Oh, no. Yeah, we haven't gotten to it. So, for those of you, well, first of all, Let's get to the drink first. What we have here is called a Godfather. It is amaretto and your choice of scotch or bourbon. Apparently it was popular in the 70s. It looks kind of gross. Doesn't smell that bad. I mean, it looks like a watered-down Coca-Cola. Not my thing. Don't get me wrong, it's better than bourbon straight, but it's not my thing. That amaretto does help. If you like the taste of bourbon or scotch and you want a little extra sweetness to it, it's not a bad option. Why does it taste like coconut? Where are you getting coconut? It tastes like coconut to me. Weird. It's not necessarily Rose approved, but it's not Rose disdained either because she's not making funny faces. Speaking of drinks, again, this is a bit of a dour tone because this has to exist because people. people. Yep, people are awful. Back, I think it was like episode two or episode three, we gave things called bar tips. And one of the things we forgot to mention, which we probably should have brought up, was something that some bars do. Apparently they throw them in women's restrooms for their own safety. Women ends men's restrooms. I've never seen it in a men's restroom. Well, I, I know a few men that have used it. Before we get too deep, we're talking about the angel shot. So the angel shot in and of itself is, it's a way how to safely evacuate yourself from... A situation. Whether you feel uncomfortable or they catfished you or something like that. And honestly, if you are a bartender, you've probably heard of this or you already know what it is. If you don't know what it is, you're about to get educated. Yes. And since school is in session, men, women, non-binary, you're going to want to learn this too. Because people are terrible. People are very terrible. So let's start us off with just a regular angel shot. It's an angel shot. Neat. You're basically your bartender will escort you to your vehicle. So if you have somebody just literally pawing at you and clawing at you, you can literally have them just walk you to your vehicle so that way they don't try to follow you. And technically it's not even a bartender. It could be a manager or, or a, bouncer. a bouncer. There's only three of these, so don't worry. It's not going to be that hard to get, you know, confuzzled. And, and we have... The angel shot with ice. Your bartender will call you an Uber or a Lyft for you. And usually that will happen is they'll actually wait for you for with you till the Uber or Lyft gets to you. And if the bar and if the owners of the bars or people running the bar are doing it correctly, they will make sure that you guys are 
not close to each other or distracted enough that you can get away cleanly. Yes. And sometimes they'll take you through a back door. That's how it usually goes as well. Yeah, and it's, I feel bad that we have to do an actual episode on this, because... I feel bad that we haven't done it yet. That too. The fact that it, this has to happen, and that we have to kind of, not necessarily report on this, but let people know, it kind of sucks. I mean, I'm happy to give out the information, but the fact the information is out there that we have to give... But it's information that could save someone's life. Alright, and the last one? Is Angel Shot with Lime. You're a bartender, manager, escort, whatever... They will, ask, they will call the police and will handle things discreetly without any fuss for you. This one, I'm going to say, you not necessarily use with caution, but if you feel you're in danger, obviously use it. If you got drugged, obviously use it. If it's just a Tinder date gone wrong, I'd say use your own judgment. Yeah, always use your own judgment. Or if you have been drugged, the bartender, if hopefully the bartender will notice mm-hmm. and take care of you. We also should say in order, you have to make sure that you get a hold of some kind of staff for this to obviously work. You can't just yell, Angel Shot! Because that... God, that's, this is depressing. But no offense, there are a lot of dumb people who don't know what an Angel Shot is. I wouldn't call them dumb. Not knowing something does not make you dumb. True. I, I call myself dumb a lot. But... <sighs> it's just ignorance for the sake of, you know... Not a lot of places have this. But, yeah, true. I mean, I don't even know if our town has it. I think we should. But uh, not to, another thing that will also help, too, for ladies and gentlemen, non-binary, gender fluid, is a scrunchie. You undo it, and it comes with a little cop condom, and you can put your straw through it so you don't get a date, a date root, you know, proofing. Oh, yep. Another thing that exists is the, uh, I think it's like a fingernail polish? It is. And you just stick it in your drink, and if there is any kind of date rape drug in there, it will change color. Uh, it comes in, uh, at that time I noticed it, it comes in pink and red, like a hot pink and a fluorescent, and you just dip your finger and it turns black. Be sure to stay safe there, people, because we want to make sure no one gets hurt. This is normally a comedy entertainment podcast. But we do want people to s- stay safe. I would much rather people be safe and, you know, listen to our podcast and or instead of be ignorant and just because we do tell a lot of jokes here, you know, ha ha ha, dick joke, ha 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 ha. But at the end of the day, this also applies if you are a suffering alcoholic. If you feel that you can't control yourself while listening to this podcast, or control your urges while listening to this podcast, I would rather you not listen to it, not feel the urge to need to drink, than you listen to it. Air life is much more important than two randos on the internet. Giving out their opinions. But you know it would also be kind of fun? Hmm. If we did club sodas. Club sodas are also we could... Yeah, like do like fe- like old-fashioned sodas, you know, oh. for the non-drinkers. <laughs> yeah, we really need to have... Because this was one of the things we were talking about at the end of, the, of uh, last year is maybe do like a hangover cure recipe, you know, thing. Do like an old-timey, fount, you know, soda pop kind of thing. Yeah. One of these days we're also going to have to diverge from the book we've been using... Because eventually we'll run out of recipes. I mean, technically, not not to say names, but we do have a Fallout cookbook that has your make your own soda and malts and fun stuff. Yeah, like make your own syrups? Yeah. I mean, eventually we'll get to that. Because, you know, we are a fun podcast. We are. We are. It's just, this is information that needs yeah. to be 
But I'm just saying for the people mm-hmm. who listen that are non-drinkers. Yeah. We have, give them a shout-out every once in a while. Exactly. Because the idea, original <laughs> premise of this show is there are so many drinks out there, what are good? When Dan and I first started this out, for those of you who've been listening for a long time, we started out with three. I'm that so was, happy you went to two. That was a mistake. I did not like having you come to bed this freaking of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Like, because there's been times that, obviously we've gotten to some of these popular drinks, some that aren't so popular. Like, I've never heard of a Godfather before. Godfather pizza. Eh. Or the Godfather movie. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to be heading to break here, so I'm just going to end it, this Dower segment with be safe. Please be safe. Drink responsibly. Have a buddy with you. Just don't get hurt. And always make sure you have a ride. All don't right. Don't drink and drive, and don't walk alone. All right, and now it is time for our break. Sponsor break! And we're back. Hello. Our next drink here is the Kamikaze Cocktail. This has Cointreau, or Triple Sec. We went with Orange Curacao, because it's very close to Cointreau. And you just wanted to use it. Uh-huh. Vodka and lime juice. Mm-hmm. All right. This... This almost looks like a lemonade. Like a very... Lemonade. It's, lemonade. it's a pale color. Yeah, Woof. And to me, when I smell it, it smells like a Sprite or a 7-Up. Wow, that does not have a good aftertaste. Oh, and I can smell the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oof, that aftertaste is not pleasant. I mean, the initial is not that bad. It's not my thing. But it is not the greatest taste. So here's a topic that I'm actually going to bring up. I was listening to a podcast recently. This is probably a few weeks out since they sent, since they probably put this out. But I was listening to Nerds Amalgamated. Shout out. It burns my throat. <laughs> Probiotic, help me. What happened is they basically made this joke. I'm not sure if it was they were intentionally making the joke or if it was, you know, just for laughs or it was just straight up ignorance. And honestly, I'm not yelling at them. This is just, hey, I noticed this. So I figured I would get out of my soapbox. There's a lot of comic book misconceptions that I was thinking about it. Which, one of the things they were making fun of was Aquaman. Uh-huh, he's only good at talking to fish. Ha 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 ha. Aquaman. Aquaman. Which again, it's it's an easy joke to make. It's a very cheap joke to make. It's like very low-hanging fruit. But it's one of those ones that are if you really boil it down, it's not very accurate. For a man who controls most of the water all over Earth. Yeah, he controls two thirds of the planet. Let's keep this in mind. He owns the oceans. Period. If he so chose, he could say, well, I am going to cause, have an embargo on everywhere. You cannot use my ter- go through my territory without my permission. And you're not getting my permission. Oh, I was just thinking something completely opposite. Giant tsunamis everywhere. Oh, no, I'm going with, like, from least powerful to most powerful. Oh, no, I was thinking about more devastating. <laughs> oh, no, this would be extremely devastating to the world. <laughs> I know, because, you know, trades... Because we couldn't get any kind of supplies in that we can't produce naturally. There would be a lot of things we just could not do without his permission. Which then you'd be like, well, then people would try to do it anyway. Where then Rose would bring up, well, guess what? He has water powers. And even if he didn't use water powers, you know what else is canon in the DC Universe? Eldritch Horrors. 
things like Cthulhu and whatnot. Yeah, that's a thing. Not obviously not Cthulhu itself. Oh, I was like, I want to see that. But no, like these very monstrous, big ass creatures that if he so wanted to, he'd be like, I'm going to have you patrol this part of the world, particularly say around Australia or Europe or whatever. And if any ship tries to get out after a certain range, that ship that ship is sunk. Same thing with planes. I'm just thinking that we haven't like discovered the the most population of what's down there, and he's probably been there. Yep, and he controls more or less all of it. Because it's not even communication; it's literally like a mind control. Yeah, think about that for a second. Don't mess with Aquaman. Man. Oh, and that's not even we're done yet. Even then, you say, "Well, maybe we'll just because you know the Justice League is not going to do anything." anything about it because if Aquaman is pissed off enough to cause an embargo on the rest of the planet would they try to you know dissuade him from this tactic yes but they're not going to fight him over it because he probably has a really good reason and don't get me wrong he's a bit of a depending on what when you pick up Aquaman he's kind of a haughty prince H-A-U-G-H-T-Y not H-O-T-T-Y unless you're talking about you know Jason Momoa that's what I was getting yep Momoa that's what I was kind of getting at. And so, yeah, if you try to cross a war, a couple of things. One, he can flood your, you can flow wherever the hell you're at. Two, he has his own army that may as well be Magic Wakanda. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the fish dressed up in Wakanda. <laughs> Aquaman, give him some credit. In a detailed universe, he could literally screw everyone over if he so chose. And he's been through a lot of shit, so... Yeah, he's been through a lot. Yeah, Manta Ray killed his son in front of him. Mm-hmm. All and right. his wife in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. So... That happened. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Second topic we're talking about. This one actually does kind of... Ugh. I hate, hate, hate... Hate people who do this, especially when you go on Pinterest and you're looking at references for these this one character, and mm-hmm. it's all you see. I was like, no. So the topic we are of course talking about is Harley and Joker is a great couple. No, 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 no. Hell, even in if you look at HBO's uh, what was it, Harley Quinn? I think Suicide Squad too basically said they broke up as well, didn't they? And in Birds of Prey, and then yeah. even in the third and the next, second James Gunn version, mm-hmm. references. I haven't seen it, but there has been references. The reason is he's an abusive dickwad. Period. He has gaslighted her. He has physically abused her. Wouldn't surprise me if he did other things to her that we're not going to bring up on this podcast. Yes, he has. Yeah, and he has also tried to kill her. And while she was pregnant, he kind of. Mm-hmm beat the crap out of her so yeah no that isn't i understand it's like well we have a kooky and zany and just not a normal relationship fine you know what's a better example what was it gomez and morticia adams much better premise much more loving husband and same premise it is literally one of those things where i'm sorry that that is literally a very very bad thing to think that you want a relationship like that. That's like saying, I want to get hurt. And just put it on your Tinder profile. I want someone just to beat the shit out of me and treat me like garbage. In a non-kink situation. I hate I hate to be the person that, like, every time I see, like, people like when I used to work at SoFall, you know, in the photo lab, mm-hmm. people were like, 
trying to print off photos, which they couldn't because they had a copyright on them from yep. the original artist. So they're like, aren't they this cutest couple? I was like, yeah, if you like being, you know, abused mentally and physically. Yeah. Shuts that person right down. It does. Because until you actually stop and think about it, it seems like a good thing, but it's really not. If you know the characters, it is terrible. All right. I think we've, we're going to be... Square, I mean, but... I'd rather have a love relationship like Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Yeah, that'd be... That's Poison also, Ivy's pretty hot. That's also another good example of dysfunctional but still fun. All right, next topic. I thought we were just spinning okay. our wheels. Yeah, we're just ranting. All comic. Oh, yeah. All, comic, all comics are basically superhero oh, comics. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So this one is also not entirely true. There's actually a lot of comics that, excluding manga, because manga is technically a comic, there is a lot of comic books that, if you want something very similar to that, because another one, granted, I haven't read a whole lot of them because I like the superhero genre. One of the good examples of one that isn't is Lumberjanes. There's also a few other ones. Basically, comic books are just like books nowadays. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the one that's hard to get here is The Girl from the Other Side. That's no, some, there's nothing superhero about it. It's just telling a story. Yeah. Like, a lo- if you look at a lot of image, <laughs> you look back at Image in the 90s, it was super superhero. But it, look, Image Comics now actually are more what the Image originally sought out to be, which was creative and let creators do what they want. And yes, there are graphic novels, but kind of like the comic book version and the manga versions better. Yep, which we now lead into the second part of that. Comic books are for kids. Oh god, no. No, they're not. No. Kind of like saying all animes for kids. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so let's break it down. I'm just going to give a few names here that if you think comic books are for kids, just look up some of these uh, writers because... If you look at some of their history, you'll know that's not the case. Um, first, Frank Miller. Mm. <laughs> Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Even though Neil Gaiman did write Coraline. He wrote Coraline. He wrote, what was it? Uh, Good Omens. Good Omens. American Gods. And anyway, we're getting distracted. Yeah. And of course, there is uh, Alan Moore. Yep. Which I'm going to give you, just because I can... You're like, well, I don't recognize a couple of those names. Frank Miller. Sin City. Sin City. Or, you know, this racist crap. There is, uh, I don't know what it's called. So, racist, holy crap, racist, just terrible comic book. Holy terror. Let's, for those of you who are like, why is that so bad? Let's just say it was based out of nine, after 9-11, and Frank Miller happened to live in New York. Yeah, let's not talk about the art, no offense. Yeah, the art's... That's Frank Miller art. Yeah, he... How much teeth does this guy have? (laughs) Oh, also, Frank Miller did 300 as well. Uh, Now, if we go to Alan Moore, you can probably recognize more of his stuff. And that is going to be The Killing Joke, Watchmen, V for Vendetta, Swamp Thing. Yeah, those alone should be enough to be like, oh, oh crap. Like, a lot of it's just deconstructions of superhero comics, yeah. But they are also definitely not, definitely not for kids. Yeah, apparently he did a couple Star Wars. Frank Miller? Mm-hmm. No, Alan Moore. Oh, Alan Moore. That doesn't surprise me. He also did a couple of Youngblood. Or oh, a I didn't Youngblood. know he did Promethea. Anywho, we're getting distracted. Hot damn. <laughs> yep. 
All right. Next one on the list. Oh. Uh, all first edition. Oh, never mind. Uh, number four. Uh, barely any strong lead female characters. This is a yes and a no. Because I mean, yes, there can be lead female characters, but they're also given the whole femme fatale or... Oh, Vince, they're all given the same frame. Again, yes and no. There's Faith, yeah. off of Valiant, who is one, I think, the only positive BBW characters. The only positive one, because there was one, but... Yeah, Let's the... not talk about her! Yeah, Big Bertha? Yeah, that one's not a good one. That's not positive at all. No, it's basically telling you, oh, if you want to gain weight, eat all you want, but if you want to be skinny, throw up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, another strong one that actually isn't very, isn't sexual at all is Miss Marvel. And I like Miss Marvel. I really do. Yeah. She is very strong. She is very capable and she is smart and she is super relatable. And a lot of the other female characters are always given the whole, I'm a damsel in distress, no matter what. Yeah. I think you're talking about women in refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. That one... That's because of very bad writers. I mean, hell, even Alan Moore technically did it with Barbara Gordon in The Killing Joke. Yeah. Spoilers. But. If For those of you who don't know what Women in Refrigerator are, it's basically a female superhero getting depowered, killed, taken hostage for the sake of progressing a male superhero's story. Yep. Which that does unfortunately happen because writers are terrible sometimes. You want positive characters that are kick-ass and can either use their sexuality because they want to and not because they're drawn scantily? Look up anything written by Gail Simone. Birds of Prey is a very good reference point. Hell, even Batwoman's a good pre- you know reference yeah. point. Batgirl's a good reference point. I mean, I like Hawkgirl. Hawkgirl's a good one, too. Like, there's a lot of strong female characters that aren't just eye candy. I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty good at, you know, drawing, like, pinups and everything, but I like drawing a good, strong female character. Right, and those are not necessarily hard to find, but they are, unfortunately, taken advantage of by other writers. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. One uh, last one. Not all first edition comic books are, or books are worth money. Yeah, this one's also another misnomer, because you would think, oh, what's that? Is it number one? That means I should save this. I mean, it also depends on what series it came out of, what year it came out of, and how good of a condition it is. So, for those who don't know what we're talking about, a number one comic is literally a first in the line of comics. So, because a lot of people think there's Action Comics number one, or, uh, which is the... Wolverine and Hulk. That one's also, that one's like, I think, Hulk number 230-odd, or something like that. Yeah. But what it boils down to is, people think, well, just because of first thing, you know, appearance of Superman or Batman, it must. It's one of those things that it that's super valuable. Like they're in the, they're worth thousands of dollars now. But here's the thing: just because it's a number one, doesn't mean it's going to be valuable. No. Like one of the best examples, and you can thank the, uh, forget what it's called, the comic boom, which. Basically, they Marvel decided to, instead of continuing with a long, you know, their numbers, they just started to start everything back at number one. X-Men is a good example of this. 
and everyone bought it because they thought, oh my gosh, it's a number one. We're going to buy this. We're going to make sure we save it. Even though it was literally like 100,000, I don't know how many copies got bought. So it's yeah. not worth as much. It's basically supply, how long the run lasted, how old the run is, what condition it's in. It's a and lot also of... also depends on the variant of the cover. I honestly don't like variant covers, but I'm kind of utilitarian. But then again, some of those variant covers are like a special edition, Mm -hmm. and only a few of them are made. Which is fair, but when you come to the modern days of comics, though, when there's like four or five different variant covers, can you know there's going to be collectors who are going to... Get all of them. Like Pokemon. Yep, because maybe one of them will be worth money. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I do believe, though, that is going to be our episode. Yep. Alright, so with that, I've been Luke. I've been Rose. Well, we hope that you stay safe, everybody. If you do read comics, please enjoy your comics. That's not always a promise. Always enjoy your comics. And have a good one. Bye, guys! catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 